not just rebuilding a team on the field, but rebuilding a fan base and a culture off the field to then look at that club and say, I want to be a part of that. Welcome to Red Stars Report, a podcast dedicated to bringing the latest news and commentary on the NWSL Chicago Red Stars. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, I'm your host, LT. And I'm Grant, and I'm your co-host. If you've joined us before, welcome back. Our show is growing each and every week, and we really appreciate all of the kind words and feedback that everyone's been giving us. But we should just jump straight into the very important thing that has happened in Chicago that we didn't get to cover before our last episode had come out. We're, of course, talking about the signing of Mal Swanson. The signing of the century. The re-signing of Mal Swanson, which is incredibly important to this club. And expensive to the club. Very expensive. <laughs> a historic contract. Four years. Uh, with a one-year option, the longest contract possible in the NWSL, according to the CBA, um, reported by CBS Sports that the deal is more than 400000 a year, putting that at the $2 million range across those five years. That's big. That's a lot of money. Make and bank. And, uh, you know, obviously there was people... You know, talking about how, you know, of course, people wanted players on other teams to, like, in their next contract, they'll get paid more. And, you know, maybe she could have gotten more, but I don't think that that, that's what this was about at all, you know? Yeah, I think, honestly, that, I mean, we're only going to see stuff continue to grow Mm -hmm. in terms of contracts. Um, Because I remember this kind of all started... Let's see, who had the biggest contract at, at one point? I think it was like uh, Kristen Press it started off with, and then it went to Trinity Rodman. Yeah, and then uh, Maria Sanchez Maria, early, yeah. earlier this offseason. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just going to continue to skyrocket and, and, and go up in the millions, of course. But um, I just, I'm glad that they, you know, made this deal happen and she's not going to freaking Louisville of all places and <laughs> she's staying in Chicago. Um, and, you know, our team is just getting better and better. So the reassurance of her staying here for four years um, seems like um, we might have a championship in our, our future. I'm just saying, hey, I like, you know, right, we man. like positivity here. I love this positivity. Ultra positive. I, I appreciate it. I like it. I like the, and it's just something that was expected, you know? Yeah. But you just never know until you kind of hear those words, you know, she's back. Yeah. Um, and when I did see that, it was like, I was way, I was more excited than I thought I would be because it was uh-huh. expected. It was reported that she was coming back. But like once I saw those posts, 
you know, once I saw those words yeah. that, you know, Mal Swanson is resounding with Chicago Red Stars, I was just elated. Like, such an important piece to this team. And I've talked before for the last couple of years about how it's hard to put the whole team on her. Like when she's missing, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, people talk about how, you know, like she, like th- they won't be able to be successful without her. And I think that's unfair, but you know, that it almost was like, that was the result, but there were more things that happened other than her not being available that led to such an unsuccessful season last, last year. But yeah. I just having her back, especially with the lack of scoring prowess that the um, club had when she's off the pitch, getting that back and also her ability to be a mentor on the field Mm -hmm. for these young players, these young forwards that the Red Stars have signed in the last couple of years is I think will be incredibly important as well. I think it's crazy that Mal Pugh is like considered a mentor now, even though she's so young. If people think 25 is old, then they need to get themselves checked out. But, you know, that is just crazy to me that, you know, she's been in this league this long and these people are looking up to her. She's just straight up a baller. And with all these young forwards learning from her, I think, um, we're going to experience Lauren Donaldson masterclass featuring Malpew. Yeah. Um, this she's going into her eighth year in the league as a 25 year old. It's crazy to put it into perspective. Jill Aguilera, who is also on that forward line is 26 and she's going into her third year in the league. (laughs) which is crazy. It yeah. Um, but what we can do so what we can do is we can talk about how we got here. How Mal got to Chicago because that part of it and then her wanting to stay I think is very important. Mm-hmm. Because the club traded for her very late 2020. Um so her first season was the 2021 season. Uh, they got her from Sky Blue FC before they became Gotham. And they traded uh, three first-round picks for her. But the club also got Sarah Waldmo in the process of that yeah. trade, which at the time was very funny because, like, I had known who Mal was because of the national team. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't like as involved in the soccer world as I am now. Yeah. Back then when she was kind of the talk of the talk of the US national team. And I when I saw the trade, I was very excited about Sarah Waldmo. I was like, oh my gosh, like we got this awesome midfielder mm-hmm. from New York. And then I've heard of this player, Mal Pugh, 
uh, but she's injured right now. It's like, I don't really know what that's about. Like, they're just going to try to take a chance on her, I guess. So I, I, I wasn't sure, but I was very excited about Mal, which I think is, or I was very excited about Sarah Waldmo, which I thought was very funny yeah. because now you, they got Sarah for a year um, uh-huh. and then she retired. And now, you know, Mal's the, the star of the team and star of the women's national team. And she's just absolutely thrived and, and blew up across, across the world. So. Yeah. It's just, it's an amazing trade when you go back and think about it too, especially when we talk about the playoffs and the only way that we beat Gotham, of course, was the Waldmo. Yeah. 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 It was like, them coming from that club to then those two connecting to beat that club was just very mm-hmm. poetic. I love, like, it, I loved it. It was, it was such a cool moment. Um, and if I maybe, I know that we talk about our personalities and, and such and whatever off screen, but it was Carly Lloyd's last game too, and I got to witness that. <laughs> there are a lot of people. The pettiness, I know. That. I don't know how you feel, but I am with you. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But that was just great. I was there for that game and it was just so great to, to experience that win. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple people um, in our community that bring up that, that, uh, that game often. And it's, um, it's very, it was a very cool moment in in the history of of the club um yeah. especially with the playoff run that they were continuing and uh the adversity that they had faced that season with mm-hmm. uh Alissonaire being out for most of the season Julie Ertz being out for pretty much the entire season and to just go through that, win that game, win another, get to the NWSL championship. Like that was, you know, something that a lot of people will remember for a very long time. And and having a player like Mal, who was a part of that, while a lot of other people from that team aren't with the club anymore, I think is very important to at least still have a few players who have that kind of experience in their back pocket to teach the younger players like what those moments can be like because hopefully the direction that this club is taking especially with the confidence of keeping Mal for the next four to five years is is important um for for their future for the future of the young the young talent on this on this team but since that trade she's led the team in goals she's led the team in assists even with the time that she has missed she's had some minor injuries here and there and then this recent long-term injury that uh, she's coming back from and seems to be healthy and, and ready to go which is great but that injury happened in 2023 during uh, the women's national team match against Ireland. 
and it caused her to miss the World Cup that season or, or that year and the rest of the NWSL season as well. And that loss was felt on both of those squads. Like, as Chicago Red Stars fans, like, we watched what that club was for almost an entire season without Mal. But as U.S. fans, you also experienced what a team that was built around her, like her play style, what that team was like without her. And it obviously, you know, didn't end great. Um, neither both on the international or the national level and uh, the club level, but now she's back. She's going to kill it. Um, I think probably the most insane stat, is that when she got injured, she was leading the U.S. women's national team in goals. And by the end of that year, she still let them in goals. She's, she scored yeah. seven in her six matches that year. And I don't know if that speaks more to how good she is or how bad the U.S. was at finishing in 2023. Maybe both. But having a player like that it's just it's like kind of unreal to watch in in both levels of of soccer yeah she is a force to be reckoned with of course and to have her back now is just gonna be i i'm just i'm so so excited to be able to watch a chicago red stars game with mal Pugh in the starting lineup like I've just missed seeing her on the pitch so much because her absence was so obvious, um, which isn't a discredit to people that started in her place, of mm -hmm. course, but she Which is, is not now, you know, she's iconic. She is. She, she's just Mal, you know, like. Yeah. Can't put a descriptor on her. She's yeah. just that good. She's just kind of kind of an unreal player to yeah. watch play i just i really hope that the midfield and the defense of the red stars they really need to f like fill they really need to be filled well enough to help take mal out of those situations where she's playing all the way back in the box trying to defend when she should be up top like that happened way too often in the last couple seasons yeah um and i know that she love like she wants to do that because she wants to help and she and she knows she can because she, even in with the position that she plays she's also just a very good defender um but even though she has done things like that box to box goal that she had against kc in like 2022 i think it was um I don't think having your best player take a ball from one box to the other is a feasible plan to win every match every single week. So let's just stay away from that this time. Um, even though I'll never forget that goal for as long as I live, that just, that goal is just unreal. Well, you know, we do have new members of the Red Stars or the Stars as they're trying to make that happen. Whatever. 
<laughs> Let's but, not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, we have new additions. If we want to segue sure. into that, that I feel like, you know, maybe we'll stop her from doing that on the field. But yeah, so that was the beginning of the week. And then the Red Stars continued their week of no losses, only gains by signing free agent Shea Groom to a two year contract. Um, move over Air Jordan because Air Groom <laughs> Air is in Chi Town and a player who I'm pretty sure has more goals scored with her head than with her feet in her career. I didn't look at the stats, but I was like just watching her throughout the years and watching her highlights when I was studying some of her film. I, I, I think I saw her score with her feet maybe three or four times. Like I don't, I don't, everything else was with her head is just insane. Um, she'll bring that, like, I don't know, that fierceness that, uh, like get the ball in the goal mentality that yeah. I think we've been missing in some spots, uh, for the last few years. I just I it was so unexpected to me. I don't know about you, but I when I saw that she was leaving Houston, I was like, well, she's probably going to go to Kansas City, which is, you know, such a stupid thought in my mind because they got, you know, all these. Yeah, but she kinds of used to play there, whatever. so it's not. Yeah, I thought maybe she would go there. So when I saw the post, I was like, oh. And then I, I looked at it again. I was like, well, let's go because she's just that type of player that has this awesome energy on the field um just one of those players that i feel like will have that chicago grit i know that's a a thing that we bring up from time to time um she will also fill the void of the the person that gets the most yellow cards i feel like but i know that you know she's a great defender whatever you got the stats for that probably too to she back also that gets up fouled a lot i think yeah. she led the league in fouls like like fouls being fouled in like 2021 i think she led the league in that so it's important. i feel like she was a leader for also yellow cards too or maybe i'm thinking maybe, of maybe <laughs> But anyway, in all seriousness, though, like, this is just such an awesome addition that I I didn't expect. And if people did expect this, I would like to know because I just, this just, it didn't feel like something that Chicago would do. But now she's here for two years. Um, I believe that she just got into town today. And she's so. already a fan of the food from her Instagram stories. So... I really do like this signing. It may not be like the splashiest signing. Yeah. You know, like, like you would hope, like hope and not hope, but it. I just certainly, I didn't see it coming outside of, I was typing her name in a reply to someone who said like, which available free agents would you like to see on the red stars? And I was just like scrolling through a list. I was like, oh, Shay Groom's a free agent. I was like, Shay Groom. And I was like, oh, wait, didn't she get injured? Like she had like back-to-back -back injuries. I was like, is she back from that? And I was like, is she going to retire? Like, I, I was like, I don't really know. So I erased her name and then sent someone else's name. Uh, and I was like, that's the only, that wasn't even, that was just me scrolling through a list and being like, oh, I like Shay yeah. Groom. 
But other than that, I wasn't wasn't like, um, I wasn't like jumping on like from the beginning of the off season being like, we're definitely getting Shea Groom. I I didn't expect it at all. Well, I thought even before she posted what she did, um, I thought maybe she would just stay in Houston. Seemed like the the place to be for her, and and that team is really interesting too. But I, I don't want to make thoughts? assumptions, but I don't think Houston was going to resign her. That's kind of what I gathered. Okay. Um, I don't think she expected to leave Houston. Um, she just had to, you know, go somewhere else. But she was doing. Um, she's been very fun to watch uh, yeah. and follow on um, social lately. And she was doing an AMA during her travel to Chicago when she was moving uh, last week. And someone had asked why she chose Chicago. And her response was, um, she said, quote, I felt extremely valued by the club and appreciated how they included my family in the process. Really excited about the direction of the new ownership, coach, and group of players. Can't wait to get started. End quote. Like, I I think it's important that we hear from these players that they're signing, that they felt valued, um, especially a player like her who is coming off of back-to-back injuries that has keep, kept her out for a while. Um but the club has had success, like we mentioned, in trading for Mal Pugh back in 2021 and taking a chance on her. So maybe, you know, Shea can build back to even a fraction of like 2017 Shea Groom with Kansas City and provide something special on this on this rebuilding club. Um yeah, I just I, think she's an important person to have around in general. Yeah, even just as a person. Yeah. And the club, like, so the oldest player after Shay on the front line, if they do make her a forward, the website says that she is listed as a forward, but I, she's played midfield forever. So I just assume. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a midfield, so I'll change the graphic whenever, like, an official roster comes out. But she's the oldest. If she plays on the front line, she's the oldest player on that line next to the next person down would be Jill Aguilera, who we mentioned before, who's 26. But no one on that line other than Mal has more than two years of experience in the NWSL. So to have a 10-year veteran of the league on your club um at just as a person as a leader uh i think it will show on the field but i think we'll also get to see a glimpse of her impact off the field throughout her time here yeah i I would be interested to see her as a forward, but I I don't know. Chicago always does this, right? Listing players where they're not usually playing, right? Yeah, they're the last ones that I can think of were 
um, Sammy Feller and Taylor Malum were midfielders for the club. And then they were listed as defenders. And now I think they're back to being listed as midfielders. I don't, I think, I don't know. I don't remember. I just, I wait for those like official rosters to really kind of um, change things. But I think the last time that that happened, it was when there wasn't a whole lot of players on the club. And so they were just trying to fill spots. So it didn't look like they had, you know, zero in the midfield um, or, you know, four in the back line. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but we'll get it all sorted out. Uh, we'll see where Lauren wants to play her, where she fits. She can play both. Like I, you'll see her, maybe you'll see her as a forward, some games midfield, the other, I don't know about um, starting roles yet like we'll we'll kind of figure that out as as the roster fills out but even as an off the bench player who can come in and get some header goals late in games like i i'm fine with that i'd love to see that yeah i just i honestly i i feel like that to start off she'll be more of like a sub or game changer as some people like to say but you um, gotta have them Gotta have them. They're important too. Yeah, the veteran leadership, I think, will, uh, which we've been talking about for a while now, is important for the future of this club, but especially right now in this rebuild, uh, because you've lost so many of your veteran players that the more you pick up, especially the ones who can perform and have a proven you know track uh as players who are very good in this league like shea groom then then hopefully you find success in that this year but also for for years to come yeah as people continued to watch players leave in free agency thinking that you know the new ownership in the front office was just kind of letting players go and had nothing to sell them thinking that you know no one wanted to play for this club like here's another player who wants to be here and wants to play here and I can't stress enough like every single time we sign a player when they say things like Shay said about feeling valued it is something that you love to hear from a player coming to your club but especially from a club that is seen as a place that people don't want to play but if you can get players like Shay and like other players that we have signed are going to sign or who we're about to talk to um, or talk about. I just, I want to keep stressing that these players want to play here and that's what we should be focusing on is these players. Like we don't need to kind of hold on to everything else that has been, been happening lately as the season starts. Your positivity reminds me of the SpongeBob 
meme, you know, with like the rainbow and it's and it it if we put your face on there and we just put positivity on there. <laughs> so what this is, <laughs> somebody's gonna do it now. <laughs> so much positivity. But you know, like I would just like to say we are so back. And that's what I, I tweeted out when um you know the next signing we're gonna talk about uh was was recently signed and you know what i need to get flags in the background for like nationalities oh yeah that could be a fun idea um i guess if i get like the puerto rican flag um el salvador and then i guess how many more would there be brazil bermuda bermuda um i guess next one we, we we would need one more flag to finish one more flag? That off. Yeah. So mm-hmm. on to that signing that I would say, I would say that it took me by surprise, but because I predicted it the day before it happened on Twitter, I will now be taking <laughs> my talents to Chicago's front office as oh boy. The, newest, the newest member of, uh, of the front office. Their manifester, Hire me too. the manifester, uh, <laughs> I'd like to thank um, coincidence, uh, pure happenstance for giving me this new position that I found myself in. I've already promised everyone that I'd use my powers for good by predicting another star defender. <laughs> that will Don't forget about me when you're famous, LT. <laughs> but of course, we're talking about Natalia Cuica, who yeah. signed a three-year deal with the Chicago Red Stars. And I mean, who better? What's not to love? Who could we ask for to solidify that starting fullback role that we so desperately needed to fill other than a five-time player of the year for Finland, Natalia Kuika? Yeah, I like how the <laughs> the Red Stars had to correct their tweet oh from yeah. four times they're like excuse me no it was three times. or three times excuse it says three me time. five times yeah only if they had the premium version of twitter and they were still verified they could have they could have edited it yeah <laughs> but no the quote retweet is fine too but you know but let's talk about natalia quica i point blank nwsl champion Challenge Cup champion, Shield mm-hmm. winner. Just more added leadership, veteran presence, young building international, experienced international, just a player who anyone would want on their club. She played fullback for Portland. She's played center back for Finland. You know, this could lead to many options for the Red Stars to play her basically anywhere within a rotation, depending on who they sign and and what else happens in the in the the rest of the offseason. But they could play fullback in a fourback, they could play center back in a three back a right center back and a three back. They could just move 
her to center back if they sign another right back or if one of the young right backs win that starting spot like just unlimited options when it when it kind of comes to Natalia Guica. Uh, either way, she's just a player who just covers a lot of ground, regardless of the position that she's playing in. I was looking at her um, her heat maps on uh, SofaScore, and they're just like international and domestic. They're just like red bars down at the bottom, just like a giant red bar. Uh, <laughs> And it's just ridiculous. Like the last few years that I was looking at, she just, the, her coverage area is just unreal. And I was watching a few of her matches that she uh, plays, uh, played in Portland last year, just to get more, just to refresh my memory on Natalia Quica. And the amount of times that she's in the box as a fullback it's just crazy. Like she is up front. Like she's like playing attacking mid or forward, even though she's just running from that right back spot. I, I think it's just so fun to to watch her play. Yeah, I just I you said you were shocked. I was shocked too. But world class international talent front office is cooking for real. But I honestly like like I said before, I know this is a rebuild, but um, I guess I didn't know we could get such quality talent for a, a rebuilding organization. I didn't either. I I had no idea um, what I thought was interesting was her comments in the article that was released when she signed um i'll just read the quote she said quote what drew me to chicago is their focus on rebuilding trust with the fans and the culture across the organization laura ricketts laura ricketts's passion and vision for the club and her commitment to women's soccer is inspiring and I couldn't be more excited to be a part of this new era. Everyone has made me feel so valued and welcomed, which has made the transition to Chicago a lot easier. It's also an honor to learn, grow, and contribute under leadership of Lauren Donaldson. Uh, there's the valued word again. Highlight that. Put asterisks around it. Circle it. Whatever you want to do. But also mentioning the rebuilding of trust with the fans and the culture across the organization like this is a player who has played in this league for the last four years and it there's no she doesn't she doesn't not know what has happened within this organization like she talks to players that have played for this organization. She's played against this organization. She's been in, in that stadium several times. Um, so to recognize the downfall of the club and 
not just rebuilding a team on the field, but rebuilding a fan base and a culture off the field to then look at that club and say, I want to be a part of that is something that I don't think I expected to hear from a free agent this year, but I'm so glad that Quika said it like those words like grabbed my attention and I won't forget them while watching her play because I am more of a fan of hers because of her recognition of the process and the issues that this club has gone through and for her to recognize that but still want to be here is like I said, isn't is something that that I won't forget while while she's here for the next three years or more. Yeah, it's important that someone like her also said it too. Um, which especially being in this league for this long and you know, being an experienced international and um, you know, even with her being in Portland and all the stuff that they've gone through, kind of like how I mean their stuff was crazy too. Probably not as insane as recently here but still um it's just so important and i'm glad someone finally like brought that up with like rebuilding the trust of the fans i saw a lot of replies these past few days to red stars social saying that people are going to start buying season tickets yeah or they're going to restart their memberships which i think is incredible and rebuilding trust in fans means getting star signings star signings say they want to rebuild trust in fan it just all comes together um i i just think i i'm gonna say this again it's it's just crazy how all this is like falling into place um with all this talent and if you doubted the front office (laughs) i mean what what more could you ask for I mean, look at the back line now. Yeah. Tatum Malazzo, Sam Staub, Natalia Quica, maybe Hannah Anderson, mm-hmm. maybe Celia Gaynor, maybe someone else, like maybe an international signing that we don't know about yet. But you lose these star defenders, and there was, you know, not a whole lot of um, trust within or with the organization that they would do anything about it. But I like, I wasn't just going <laughs> to, I wasn't just going to sit here and think that they were just not going to try yeah. and they tried and they succeeded. Like Natalia Quica, Sam Staub, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Yeah, I, I would just like to say that if we were still, if the Red Stars were still under the ownership of Arnhem, I would say you could freak out like that. That would be an acceptable response to me like, oh, you're losing all these people. Kind of like when, you know, the whole thing with Sarah Gordon, Cole Prico, all those um, people leaving, I would say that would be acceptable. But an important thing to remember is this will be the first full year of ownership or full season ownership for Laura Ricketts and co 
Yeah. So having that in the back of your mind, I would say, uh, yes, losing Davidson, Kruger, uh, Sharples, you know, that's awful. But at the same time, there are other players in the NWSL and outside of the NWSL that could come in and fill their roles. I'm not saying they're going to do it perfectly within the first season. It takes a while to get acclimated, whatever. But all this, you know, just remember, have faith in what's happening. And it's just the positivity meme. That's all I can think of. <laughs> yeah, this isn't, this isn't us like sitting here trying to d- diminish anybody's feelings about the players that we have lost. Like yeah. we were hurt by those losses too. It's just, it was just frustrating to watch people make jokes or worry about the club getting worse. But like, all I would say is be, you know, be patient. And there's not a chance that they aren't going to do anything. Now we have Mal, we have Alyssa back. We have Carrie back. We added Sam Staub, Natalia Quica, Shea Groom, Chardonnay Curran, five draftees coming into camp returning promising young players like who's joking about the red stars not being uh, able to field a team now like and there's even more to come like we'll talk about that in a second but you know we'll also break down a little bit about the the roster but like i know that i've said it like time and time again but like i know it's hard to watch players leave this club but I promised you that there would be new players that would come in and you would fall in love with these players or you already in love with these players and now they just play for the team that you support um and I don't think anyone can sit there and look at this roster and find one player that they aren't excited to see this season like if you can't find anyone I'm very sorry about the state of your fandom with this club but there has to be at least one player that you're excited to watch play. Yeah. You want to make jokes, make jokes about either Kansas city or Portland. It's, it's their time to be made fun of, especially Portland. Well, no, mm, let's see. Decisions. Well, we just got Natalia Quica from them, <laughs> but it's like, they're, you know, I I'm trying to see who, I'm going to say equally make fun of Kansas city and Portland equally, but I digress. Okay. <laughs> but just, I don't know. I want to talk. I want to talk more about. <laughs> I'm just very excited about her. Like the role that she can play in this, in this club is just, it's just fun to think about, you know? Um, She's a player that I would say makes a lot of effort plays. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's a thing said often in soccer. I hear it in, I hear it in basketball a lot, effort plays. Um, But like an effort play is just like someone who does something with a level of effort that you don't see from like many players. Body on the line. Yeah, like to win the ball, track it down in clearances, back passes, recovery runs when, you know, an opponent breaks through. 
she's just like in a constant state of putting her head down and sprinting to do whatever she can to make sure that the ball is in her team's possession. And I love that. And I, I'm very excited to watch her do it with the red stars crest on her, on her chest. I might have to change my mind on the I I know it's so hard. I can only get one because I'm not about to, you know. With every signing comes another jersey. She's that great. I mean, she's great. Tied for first right now. Tied with Sam. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just saying. I know. I do next next week. If we, you know, sign somebody else with, I don't know, maybe uh, an awesome German international. Yeah. Intent. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't have resources. Last week, we talked about the um, Jamaican connection with Lauren. Um, we talked about the Ella Masser and assistant GM, Babette Peter their ties to Germany and the uh, Bundesliga side uh, Wolfsburg clubs connection to them. Hopefully whoever that signing is, is already signed with the club by the time this episode comes out and we'll just have even more to be excited about next week. Um, Are you as excited about signing another international as I am? I am, but I just want to bring up North Carolina really quick. Sure. Because um, they signed someone from Wolfsburg, and I was like, oh, well, if she's going there, I I would find it really weird if, like, someone from that team also came to the NWSL. And that player, Roush, was the player that I expected from Wolfsburg. Okay. Um. Because defender, like I was just thinking defenders, she's the best defender. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Not going to happen. Thanks, Mm -hmm. North Carolina. Uh, (laughs) But whoever we get, maybe they're better. (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Like, hopefully we're just two people talking about a player who everyone already knows the name of. And we're just clueless. It's not Bunny Shaw. Please stop. Please. It, it will be in the future, though, Grant. Someday. Not this year. Not this year, but some year. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. But before any... Like, that's it. That's everything that the, the club did signing-wise um, this week, or last week, I should say. Uh, the club currently stands at 21 rostered players as of Sunday when we're recording this. Um, the club has five draftees, a player on loan, and they announced what well, they didn't announce, but various sources announced three non-roster invitees that are going to camp. So that's a total of 29 players that are coming to camp. 30 if uh, Mackenzie Woods' loan gets recalled sometime soon. Uh, I don't think it will, though. I'm not quite sure. 
Um, but that means that there's five open roster spots for the final roster. Um, how are we feeling about the whole construction of the roster right now, Grant? Uh, can you can you say my phrase, please? Because of the non-roster invitees, say the say the thing. Do you want me say to just go? Do you want me to just go through them so we can so we say, can go say through the, the thing. line? Say the go, thing. Go Big Ten or go home. Yeah. Go Big Ten or go home. Go Big Ten or go home. I love that. Yeah, we have uh, so three non-roster invitees: uh, Paige Weber, a forward out of Indiana, former MSU player. Go Big Ten or go home. <laughs> Um, the club needs like center forwards more than wingers, mm-hmm. uh, where she plays, but you know, we'll see what she can bring. Uh, they are bringing in, uh, Bridget Reekin, who is a six foot center back out of Washington state. That's right. A six foot center back in Height FC coming you know, soon. No, I want all the tall players on this team. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know if we'll really have any of the non-roster invitees make the roster this season, but a six-foot defender can show up in camp and prove something. Like, I would not be mad about that at all. And then we have Aaron McKinney. Um, now, this is an interesting one because Aaron is a goalkeeper out of Wisconsin and a Belvedere, Illinois native. Fun fact about Aaron, she's 5'5", and plays goalkeeper. So that's We're fun. not hide FC anymore. <laughs> uh, she never saw game action until her fifth year uh, of college but don't be fooled by her. She's very athletic. Um, I watched some of her clips. Um, she doesn't play like she's 5'5", five five, which is cool. Um, that's another thing that you kind of hear a lot in sports is like playing bigger than you are. Mm-hmm. And she's a player that is like that. Uh, I don't know if a 5'5 five five goalkeeper can or has ever solidified a role in this league in recent years. But if Aaron wants to fight for an open goalkeeper spot in Chicago, you know, we'll see what happens. Chicago only has Alyssa rostered and Mackenzie's on loan. So they have no, they didn't draft a keeper. They don't have any keepers rostered other than Alyssa that'll be in training camp. And now there's Aaron and then maybe other non-roster invitees will come in. We'll see when that list uh, comes out. So, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. A, a player, 5'5", five, five goalkeeper, I have no idea. But I don't think anyone who plays behind Alyssa is going to see any time in goal this year, especially without a Challenge Cup. So unless, you know, there's some reason that a player needs to be in goal, it's going to be Alyssa all year. So it may Are they breaking for the Olympics? Um. Yes, I think so. Because there's no Challenge okay. Cup. There's just um, there's just the Challenge Cup game mm-hmm. that is at the beginning of the season that kicks it off. That's it. Community Shield type game. 
Yep. Woohoo. Yep. Um, so, like I said, five roster spots open for the final roster. 29 plus coming into camp. 26 can stay for the final roster. So we'll see what happens. Um, camp starts on Tuesday. They have um, medical uh, physicals and stuff on Monday. Camp is on Tuesday when this episode comes out. So, you know, I hope everyone's really excited to kind of see players back there for, you know, another season. And uh, one of those players will be um, the rookie and 2024 first round draft pick, uh, Leilani Nesmith, who we've been pretty excited about here uh, at red stars report she spoke with the royal gazette about preseason and mentioned that she was going to arrive in chicago on saturday so she's already here and mentioned that she'll be there at camp on tuesday but when i was reading this article um as i mentioned when we were talking about her draft night coverage and her interviews and the very um, great, like the really good statements that uh, she had made during those interviews. Uh, she made even more in this article that I just wanted to talk about because I, like the more she says, the more I get excited about Leilani Nesbeth. So here's some of the quotes. She said, quote, uh, they definitely seem determined to get back to where they were in previous years and be a powerhouse in this league. So I am definitely excited to come in and try to help in any way that I possibly can to have some success in the near future. She also said, whatever they need me to do, whatever role I need to play to help this team, I am definitely more willing to do that. And then she also said, in regards to personal preference, I think I am definitely finding a home in the number six uh, six position uh, at holding midfield, just because it gives me the opportunity to initiate the attack rather than just be the end of it. I've certainly uh, learned to enjoy defending a lot more. So... Just some of the things within those quotes that kind of stood out to me. Like, I like that she mentioned the getting back to a powerhouse in this league, like a team that people fear. Like, I want that too. I'm sure everyone in this um, community would want that as well. But also, I'm very interested in her um, preference of playing the number six position in the holding midfield outside of the um, attack that she's usually kind of at the forefront of. Yeah, I think it could be interesting. I honestly, what I need to do is go and look back at uh, some of her FSU stuff. But um, I'm I'm just so interested in what our midfield is going to look like. I know that we're not done signing people yet. No. <laughs> so it's a, I mean, just the field. fact that yeah, the fact that she gets to learn from all these incredible midfielders that we have and Lauren Donaldson, and I think she's a future star. And I I want to call it right now. I like to 
to say stuff on here just because I can say it because I'm a certified podcast host. But I, I would say that she's probably going to be in the running for Rookie of the Year. All right. um, I think she's going to have um, a decent amount of playing time this season. It's another prediction. Okay. I like it. I can see it. She certainly has the mentality for it. Yes. Like, I don't think any coach will watch a player like that and watch them in training and listen to them talk and not think that they will do whatever they can to, to fight for time. Um, I, yeah, we don't, we'll see how the roster shape, you know, becomes how many players they actually keep in that midfield. Uh, we'll see what, formation they come out in in that first match to actually see players abilities to play in certain positions within those uh within that formation but it uh certain her energy certainly excites me and her enthusiasm to be a part of the team um i think that cl the club really needs a player like that right now to kind of just get everyone pumped to be there and i think she can do that for not just the young players on this team but also the returning players to just have a player like that join your club and immediately just take up that role of the person that gets everyone excited to play a match i think is is going to be very important energizer bunny that's that's what i think of might as well get her like a drum too and everything she's gonna be that type of person when you know warming up on on the sidelines whatever interacting with uh local 134 heck we gotta get her to to play the drums too speaking of that i just i see local 134 in my head i was like oh they have all these instruments laid out and and everything um gotta get her to do that too she is gonna be key of you know getting everyone locked in ready to go for the game i can just see it already yeah. even though she is a rookie like she just she's one of those types of people that will get you amped and ready to go yeah she was the captain at fsu so like we know that she's a leader um have a lot of those kind of coming in as this roster builds and i think the more leaders you have uh the better you'll be regardless of um certain experience like certain experiences certain skill sets like obviously you need to be very good at soccer to win championships but if you just have a bunch of players who are very good at soccer and not people who can lead a locker room command a locker room and just create an environment that players are um happy to be in and are excited to win games 
then you're not going to win games. And I think a player like her and the rest of the players that have been coming in throughout this offseason um, will continue to uh, provide that like they have for um, their previous years uh, in the league and then in college or overseas. They're just like the, every single player they have has like won championships at co in college. They've won championships in the NWSL. Like everyone who's coming in is a proven winner. And I love that. What we need so we can win, actually win a championship. That would be nice. It's not going to happen the first year, I don't I think. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> but uh, this is the road to something absolutely phenomenal. and It's certainly the I, building blocks. Yes, and I just can't wait to see it all unfold. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really just love the way that this is all building together um, with the signings, with the trades, the rookies. It's fun to watch again, you know, like there were times that it was, I wouldn't say hard to watch the team, but there were moments where it just got to the point where you're like, I'm just excited to continue to just be around people within the community at the stadium, even though they were losing five to nothing or something. Um, but hopefully you can kind of get back to, and like, we can see the building blocks of getting back to the being excited to be there because of the environment, but also being excited to be there because you know, they have a chance to win every game. I can, yeah. I can see it. I can see it happening. Grant. I, I, I can see it and I want it. I want it to become reality. I just, I, I wish that more people would, you know, come out to games and hopefully we'll see a change in that because just devastating attendance numbers last year, yeah. uh, the past few years. And um, I mean, they had the, you know, the return uh, 2019 returning from the World Cup game. I know that was huge for them. And yeah. ever since then, I feel like it's just been when just... When I was at the... Um the first match under new ownership, uh, which was a pretty sure the highest attended match of the year, maybe beaten by the San Diego match. Um, but I was sitting next to a uh, family and they were telling me, they were like, this is our first red stars game because we wanted to come and and watch the international players like the players we've heard about and they're like and we're definitely coming back like that was so much fun i'm pretty sure they lost that game i don't remember but like they turned to me at the end of the night after we were you know watching the players sign stuff and and interact with fans and they said like you know this was a very fun experience and, and, and we'll come back. And I'm like, that's so awesome to hear that 
even after the issues that have happened, the awful things that have happened with this club and the like destruction of, of the attendance to games to know that there are still not just returning fans out there, but new fans as well. And I think you'll see a lot of that with players that come in too. like not people aren't just fans of clubs, but people are fans of players. And the more new players you get, like Sam Staub fans will become Red Stars fans. Natalia Cuica fans will become Red Stars fans. Shea Groom fans will become Red Stars fans. Like it's very important to get new faces in there on the team to get people more excited about returning to games, but also get people more excited about becoming fans of the club. And the external appearance isn't everything. Like we know that internally there still work to do and hopefully Laura Ricketts and the ownership group and everyone that works at the red stars is ready, willing, and prepared to like Natalia said, rebuild that trust within this fan base. And I hope they're just, I hope they're ready to experience what it's like to see the red stars fan base like out in full force when they do the stuff that we want them to do yeah we're about to have the entire country of finland on our side which i think is awesome maybe we'll have some people holding up signs in the crowd saying they travel how many miles or or whatever in the stands that kind of energy um yeah. The never. last thing that I wanted to mention tonight um, was the news that really surprised a lot of us in the community uh, as we were unaware that Sam Fisher was of Salvadoran descent, but she got called up to the El Salvador national team last week, which was so awesome for her and awesome for her career watching Sam get her passport, seeing her at training last week with the team was really cool to see. Um, I hope this boosts her career to new levels and brings a confidence to her with, you know, a chance to kind of be the star of that team. Um, even if she isn't getting the minutes in Chicago, like Jill, um, going to the Puerto Rican national team, being the co-captain of that team, even though she gets very little minutes here in Chicago, like the confidence that a national team call-up can give to a player um, is something that can change their career. And and I hope, I hope it does that for Sam. Yeah, I just, same thoughts here. I think it's incredible. I, I also had no idea. Um, but I think it'll be really good experience for her. Um, 
regardless of playing time, just to be called up to any international team is a huge deal. So for her to have that experience and maybe learning some new things that she can apply to her game. um, And of course, to show off what she learns there in Chicago is just going to be great and can't wait to see what happens with all that. Yeah, this will also make it six players, I think, so far that will have caps with their national team once Sam gets capped uh, for El Salvador, of, of course. Um, that's a lot of players to get excited about when it comes to international windows. I'm really happy about that. They may add more internationally capped players. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a player like um, Sam Staub will eventually be capped for the U.S., which would be cool to see. Um, overdue very overdue what we're now like i i always would somewhat say that every now and then i'd be like yeah sansa was a very good player maybe she does deserve a national team cap but now i'm like i'm fully on that train now <laughs> now that yeah. she's a red star i'm like get sam stav in that camp do it emma hayes do it we're calling for you emma we need you Please. to get sam stav in that in your national team camp. Um, but yeah, I just, I love when there's a break, you know, in between seasons or during international windows when you can go watch uh, international teams and to have players on the Red Stars that are playing at the international level. I, I just, I love to see it. I love to watch it. I love to support their countries. Uh, hopefully you'll, Get your flags, Grant. Uh, all, I'll look on Amazon. All nice and sorted. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to put them, though. I'm, I might I might do it, too. I think that would be fun. Just put, I, like, I could put, put some, it on this wall. Yeah, I'll just put maybe? some like, right here. Okay. Yeah, put them, on the, put them on your side wall. I think that was cool. My side wall. I did forget. I did. Speaking of things that were in the background, I did forget that I pulled my shit. <laughs> Shay Groom 2020 Almanac from Keeper Notes. Yeah. It's always sitting there in the background on the shelf. And I brought it up here because I was going to bring it up when we were talking about Shay, but I uh I forgot to. But yeah, 2020 Shay Groom scored against Chicago in the challenge. Whatever. Cup. I remember I'll forgive her being for it. so mad. I was pissed off. I watching that game was just a roller coaster of emotions, we'll say. A lot of swearing involved. We'll forgive Shay now. As, Maybe. As we will also try to forgive Huika for dominating us every single time. Yeah. That we played her as well. <laughs> the year of forgiveness. Your forgiveness. We'll say. Come year to the Red Stars. We'll forgive you. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not saying from me. <laughs> I know LT. I'm just petty like that, but I know. No, I'm sure there's some players out there that I would not say that about. Maybe I'd say it publicly, but I it would be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I to bring up something non soccer related. Uh, the the Las Vegas Aces uh, Chicago Sky game. 
uh, with the handy heave, that mm. is something that I will be forever upset about. So fell no, to the floor. So no Derek Hamby on the Red Star or Red Stars, the sky for you. No way. No way. Okay. Just I can't. That's that's one good example that I have. Um, otherwise, no. I will forgive you. But I, I forgive you, Shake Room. I also forgive you, Shake Room. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was a long time eh. ago. It's almost four years ago. <laughs> If that's considered a long time for you, uh, okay. You will remain on my shelf over there, Shake Room. <laughs> you and your... You will not be on mine. Celebration on the Keeper Notes al- Almanac, which I love. I love the Keeper Notes Almanac. I always buy them. I have more coming for the for the following years that I don't have yet. Put it on display. I will. And you'll see it if you watch us on YouTube. See the beautiful background featuring my awesome nebraska scarf we gotta bring it up <laughs> so with that speaking of subscribing to our to our youtube channel if you want to see us and our lovely backgrounds uh you can subscribe to us and our show uh wherever you listen to your podcasts apple podcasts spotify if you want to see everything you can watch us on youtube um make sure you're following us on red stars report at red stars report on social media across all of the channels you can think of um to keep up with the latest news between episodes our discord server hit 150 members last week um has already gained about a dozen more since that announcement i really hope that you join our discord server with the link in the description. Um, As the season picks up, it'll be the best place to see the latest reactions to the club's moves, the match results um, by the community. Um, The next time you see us, the club will be in full preseason mode. Um, So keep looking out for those roster updates as, as things change. And come back and join us next week for another Red Stars report.